deep calls out to deep at the noise of your waterfalls. All your love sweeps over me. It's time to go deeper in the realms of divine love. It's time to sacrifice all your fears, everything in your heart that has bound you to the natural realm, everything that you've worried about, all cares, all doubts, all worries, all fears. Let go and let love sweep you away today. There's a sacred love story between you and God and it involves many other men and women along the way. Some will stay with you and grow in love with you. Some will be with you for seasons, some for eternity. Either way, it's all about growing in love. That's the price we pay. That's the persecution we endure. It's all for love. There's a place of divine intimacy in your spirit with God the Father that is extremely costly. Jesus Christ taught that when he sold the field, it was for the pearl of great price. It would cost you everything. He said, go and sell everything and come and follow me. What are you selling everything for, young disciples, young lovers? For love, to grow in divine love. That's what you're selling. You're selling idolatry, you're selling all the capabilities of your soul disconnected from the Garden of Eden. You're selling yourself to God. That's why it's called being bought with a price. What's the price? The price is love. <laughs> it's all about love. Genesis Revelation. And love is a river. Genesis 2.10 And there were four rivers that came out of Eden and watered the garden. These are the four rivers of the four river heads. The lion, the eagle, the ox, and the man of the four faces of the eternal gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is the full provision of God's love for your heart life. If you would only sacrifice your soul life for your heart life, you would see God's love. You would experience God's love. The Lord was saying during worship, you're just disconnected. Your only issue in life is being disconnected from the vine of His love, the vineyards of Eden, the place of bearing fruit, the place of growing in the glory, the place of intimacy with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the place of being enriched in the sacred love story, the place of being spilt out and poured out like a libation offering, like a drink offering, on the sacrifice of God for others. When you get addicted to love, you lose your mind. Now you've seen people go crazy in love relationships and the stuff in, in, in life and soap operas and all that. But losing your carnal mind is normal in falling in love with Jesus. Jesus is love. People talk about Jesus all day long. They say His name casually. They preach His word casually. They minister his Bible casually. But those who know the Lord Jesus are all intimate lovers. <laughs> if you know him, you yada him. Don't say you know him unless you're drunk on him, because you don't know my beloved. You don't know the shepherd king. <laughs> 
You don't know his goodness until you're drunk on him. Drink, drink, and drink some more until your cup overflows. There's an intoxication of his royal love. There's an intoxication of the shepherd king. There's an intoxication of being on his love seat. There's an intoxication in his marriage carriage. The separation of the mountains of separation of Song of Songs is our hearts saying no to his divine love and holding on to our woundedness for a season of our life. Some people hold on to wounds all the way to their deathbed and they never recover because there are many enemies of love. That's all Satan and his angels are. That's all the demons are. That's all the foxes trying to spoil the vineyard of love are. It's the enemies of divine love. It's the enemies of the glory of God. Amen. It's the enemies of intimacy with your bridegroom king, the great shepherd in your heart. He will appear through your souls before he appears in the natural. You must know him on the inside. You must see God. You must develop purity. The pure in heart will see their shepherd king within them. Their hearts will turn into the gardens of Eden. Together we will water the nations. Together we will be an apostolic covering of love. Together we will be a canopy to protect every soul while they still yet do not know how to love. They're the brides-to-be. You look at every soul as a bride-to-be. Those are the potential lovers of the king, ones who could possibly ride in his marriage carriage. That's how you need to see through the eyes of love, because you are so whacked out of your brain on divine love all the time that when you see someone, you see a potential lover. Ah, I know if you get bit by this love bug, you'll have the same incurable disease as me. There's no cure for this love. This love is an all-consuming fire. Anything to try to separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus is utterly scorned. For I believe that neither height nor depth, nor angel, nor demon, nor anything in all creation can separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. This love is stronger than death, and it's God's love towards you, and it comes through men and women. A lot of Christians, especially immature Christians, haven't realized that everything God's been doing for 2,000 years came through prophets like us. Everything. Every drop of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that's down here right now that anyone is enjoying on the surface of the earth came through men and women like this. And they have rewards for it, for the measure that they released the third heaven love. Amen. To the measure they released wisdom. Did you not know that divine love is also called wisdom? Wisdom is love. Growing in wisdom is growing in divine love. Wisdom builds her seven pillars, Proverbs 9.1 says. Love is not something you're born knowing how to do. Not at all. You're born selfish. And you learn how to sacrifice self to grow in divine love. That is a process that is the ascending of the spiced mountains to dance with your shepherd king in paradise forever. The only issue is, can you let go of the woundedness? Every person has a time of separation. I've, I had a time of separation from the Lord Jesus in college. I backslid. 
I was snorting cocaine before going to theology class. I had to drop out of Bible college my junior year. I backslid pretty hard. It was horrible. Dropped out, got completely destroyed, got completely separated, got seven times worse than even before Teen Challenge. Yeah, I've, I've shared that before in ministry. And then I remember my mom. I said, Mom, if you don't take me to some kind of revival meeting, I'm going to die. I am dying. It's bad. My sister saved me once from overdosing. My mom saved me another time for overdosing. While, while I was dropped out of Bible college between my junior and senior year. Hallelujah. I was far from perfect after I'd been born again. But my God, my mom took me to this meeting. I was so bound up in darkness. I'd gotten so far deep into lust and perversion and immorality and drug addiction. I couldn't even raise my hands. And I saw a guy with, with AIDS healed before my eyes at this revival meeting. This dude, and right after those guys healed with AIDS, I watched these, these street people come in and steal handfuls of cash out of the offering. And I'm, I'm so messed up, I'm just laughing about it. I can't even move. I'm just like, man, everything's so screwed up. I just need God. And I could just feel His love come over me, and I could start to raise my hands. And I started going to these meetings with my mom every Saturday. And after a few weeks, I was able to raise my hands again. And it was like that crustiness, all of that sin started to shed off. And I could raise my hands. That's when I caught the fire. I started praying in tongues again. Got restored to Bible college. Went back. <clears throat> overcame the mountains of separation. And told him, I will be your bride. I, I cannot be separated from your love, Lord Jesus. I cannot live one day without your love. And that's where you come into the place of the full commitment. Because even after you're born again, you don't realize fully how much you need Him. You don't. You know you do theologically. But practically, oh, I'm okay. You know, I got a pretty good job and things are okay. And it's like, but your heart grows for in longing for your bridegroom king. There's a place where it's like, Nothing else will satisfy. I was created to live in the Garden of Eden, and if I'm not filled with that realm in my spirit, I literally feel like I'm dying. That's what love sickness is. That if I am not filled with the fresh love of the Garden of Eden, attached to the wine, wine vine in holy matrimony, in perfect marriage covenant, equally yoked to my Heavenly Father in me, I feel like I'm dying. I need a heavy hit every day of His love. Never again will we be separated. That's how you become one with God. You come to the complete end of your ability to be good, your ability to rebel, your ability to be human, your ability to be anything apart from Him. And you become completely, totally dependent upon Him. That's what salvation is. The fullness of salvation is being the complete and total passive dependent recipient of His grace of the Father's grace through Christ Jesus. And you live in love. And from that realm you overflow and you teach the brides-to-be, which are potential lovers, ones that haven't overcome the mountains of separation. Those are technon baby Christians. That's 99.999% of all Christians in the world. Very few have become mature lovers who ascended the spice mountains, who dance with him with the eagles on the mountains of Eden. But that's where you're going. That is your promised land. And you are overcoming the foxes, the fears. Every fox is a fear. People have all kinds of fears. 
fears of not being good enough, fears of screwing up, fears of failure, fears of rejection, fears of being an orphan, not being loved. I mean, you come to God a total mess. And just because you ask Jesus in your heart doesn't mean you're cleaned up at all. I didn't even start deliverance until I asked Jesus into my heart. Then I went through three months of having demons cast out of me. I was puking. I was peeing. I was pooping. I mean, it was a mess. And there were men there, staff members from 1999, October to January, that had mops. I watched them mopping up my mess from puking and peeing and pooping. I mean, I was so demon-possessed, it's crazy. God will clean you up after you're saved. You don't come to Him all nice and clean. You come to Him a total disaster. And you are a complete disaster, and you never get good. You never cleaned yourself up. You're never like, oh, I'm okay now. I just needed a little touch. You get more and more undignified than this, more and more undone, and He gets more and more enriched inside you, and you get to be completely possessed with the Godhead. You get to be completely filled with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And He becomes your goodness. He becomes your perfection. And there's no longer any pressure of performance. Love is a religion-free zone. Love destroys the principality of Jezebel and the magic arts. Love removes every word curse from your hearts and minds today. I pray every one of you would come into a richer measure of His divine presence, that you would know how deeply and intimately you are loved, and you grow in that realm until your soul is completely satisfied, and you never desire a lower thing again, and you walk in perfect virginity with Jesus in the highway of holiness. That's the overcomer's realm. The overcomer's realm is the realm of perfect virginity, the virginity of your king. How do you get to that realm? By intimacy, by His perfect, crystal clear, selfless love. Not a drop of selfishness in it. There is not one drop of lust in it. It's by intimacy with Jesus that you rise from the dead. It's by intimacy with Jesus that you ascend the mountains of separation, that you grow in unity. That's how He transfigures your soul. That's the metamorphosis of Christianity. Amen. Song of Songs 2. I am truly His rose, the very theme of His song. I'm overshadowed by His love growing in the valley. <laughs> yes, you are my darling companion. You stand out from all the rest. For though the curse of sin surrounds you, still you remain as pure as a lily, even more than all others. My beloved is to me the most fragrant apple tree. He stands above the sons of men. Sitting under His grace shadow, I blossom in His shade, enjoying the sweet taste of His pleasant, delicious fruit, resting with delight where His glory never fades. Human love is a fading glory. Divine love is an ever-increasing glory. Oh, suddenly, He transported me into His house of wine. He looked upon me with His unrelenting love divine. Revive me with your raisin cakes. Refresh me again with your apples. Help me and hold me, for I am love sick. 
I am longing for more, yet how could I take more? His left hand cradles my head while his right hand holds me close. I am at rest in this love. Promise me, brides-to-be, by the gentle gazelles and delicate deer, that she'll not disturb my love until she is ready to arise. There's a boiling point. When you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. Okay, I'm ready now. I will give up the foxes. I will give up the secret sin. I will give up my lust, and I'll give up my religion, and I'm going to get real, and I'm going to sit with him on the love seat like a chariot of fire, like a whirlwind of fire, and I'm going to become a passionate lover. That's the ascension of the secret stairway of the heart, the stairway of love with God. And you get raised up, and your soul's elevation in the spirit rises from an earthly level of profane love to a heavenly level of pure love. That's the resurrection, the third day, by the love of the Father for everyone that desires to rise from the dead worldwide. Listen, I hear my lover's voice. I know it's coming to me, leaping with joy over mountains, skipping in love over the hills that separate us, to come to me. Let me describe him. He is like a graceful gazelle, swift as a wild stag. Now he comes closer, even to the places where I hide. Mm-hmm. He's turning over those secret places, those places you're not ready to give up yet. He just waits at the door in every room of the interior castle. He waits there. He'll wait there outside the door of every room in your soul until you're ready to awaken love. And when you do, when you open the door, it's a fresh revelation. That's the revelation light, the unfolding of Jesus Christ within your own soul. And that's what glorifies you, letting him in. <laughs> Amen? Glory. He gazes into my soul, peering through the portal as he blossoms within my heart. The one I love calls to me, Arise, my dearest, hurry, my darling, come away with me. I have come as you have asked, to draw you to my heart and to lead you out. For now is the time, my beautiful one. The season has changed. The bondage of your barren winter has ended. The season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it bright with blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken you and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers, there is change in the air. Arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place. For now is the time to arise and come away with me. For you are my dove, hidden in the split open rock. It was I who took you and hid you up high in the secret stairway of the sky. Let me see your radiant face and hear your sweet voice. 
How beautiful your eyes of worship and lovely your voice in prayer. You must catch the troubling foxes. Those sly little foxes that hinder our relationship. For they raid our budding vineyard of love to ruin what I've planted within you. Will you catch them and remove them for me? We will do it together. I know my lover is mine, and I have everything in you, for we delight ourselves in each other. But until the day springs to life and the shifting shadows of fear disappear, turn around, my lover, and ascend to the holy mountains of separation without me. That's the Christian saying no to Jesus right there in the Bible. That's when you said no to going deeper in God. That's when you said no to His love. And you clung to your woundedness. Clung to self. Not willing to grow. Satisfied with this level. Hallelujah. But listen, He's not angry at you for rejecting Him. We've all rejected the Lord working on our hearts. We've all grieved Him many times. He's equally in love with you afterwards as he was before. Because his love is a fire that can't be put out. You need to understand unconditional love more clearly. You need to understand the nature of the Father towards you through the sacrifice of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. You need to understand the Lamb, revelation of the Lamb for you, so that God's fire is always burning towards you equally the same, and it's not dependent on your behavior, because that's what will get you to change your behavior and completely repent when you see how He is, even if you're not good, even if you're not obedient. What are you going to do to me if I'm still rebellious? Will you still love me? We've all tested the Lord's love millions of times. We have. That's what immature Christians do. They test Him to see what they can get away with. Go on ahead of, ahead of me. I'm not ready yet to give up anything else in my life. Let's see if you actually do love me. You have all these fancy love words for me. You sing all the fancy songs. Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Let's see how unconditional God's love is, and we test His love. And then we find out that He really loves us. Until the new day fully dawns. Run on ahead like the graceful gazelle and skip like the young stag over the mountains of separation. Go on ahead to the mountain of spices. I'll come away another time. And it's interesting how accurate the timing is of understanding and unfolding all this love, the revelation of divine love and the unfolding of the Lamb's love towards us and the Father's burning passion. It's all just perfectly synchronized with the Great Awakening. Most of my friends are at a place where they're becoming more committed lovers and they're giving up foxes. They're ready to join him now in Eden. They're done with the earth dimension. They're done being afraid. They're done hiding from his brightness. And they're going to boldly approach the throne of grace. It's very exciting. There are many people, I'd say the majority of people that I know that have been around RLM for a long time are at this point where they're saying yes to becoming a perfectly committed bride, faithful in all of His love. And they're going to remove every other hindrance of His agape glory love from flowing within them like a river of life. Amen. We love you guys. Be blessed. If you want to give a love offering in this ministry, you can donate at We'll see you tomorrow. And know this. 
We have loved you with an everlasting love, and by our love we have drawn you. Amen. Glory.